Welcome to Talk About Town, a podcast about real estate and some other stuff. And now, your hosts, Mal and Neil. Welcome back, folks. Episode 7 with your host, Mal and Neil. Hola, Neil. Hola, how's it going? It's going good. Let me give a little real quick rundown of what we've got on the ticket, docket, whatever for today. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about Tom Mabe, how that went. We were on location for our last podcast, and that was awesome. Then we've got uh, Derby. I think people are still talking about Derby. Um, We've got some Tool concert recap. Yeah. And and, um, Mother's Day. So we've got Mother's Day in there, too. I hope all the moms out there had a great Mother's Day. Um, But before we get any further into it, why don't you hit us with some real estate numbers? What do you got? Okay, well... We were kind of discussing a little earlier. It's a mixed bag. It's um, there are things that are up, there are things that are down. Yep, especially I guess we're on episode seven. The uh, recurring theme for every single show has been price. Price seems to always be up, up, up. Especially we're in mid-May, so things are rocking and rolling. What do you, what do you see over there on the breakdown? Well, if the the market is broken down into the different price points. There are some price points, uh, for instance, 90,000 to 100,000 dead flat from this, this month last year. Hmm. Yep. What about above the 100 price point? You see that? Well, above 100, you've got, so 140 to 160 up 20%. Sounds right. 160 to 180 down almost 17%. That's weird. It is weird. Um, over 500,000, down 34.5%. Some of, it just depends, like uh, that 140 to 160, like I said, is up almost 20, but 160 to 180 is down almost 17. So right there at the halfway, I wonder what the, I have no idea, any explanation for that. It's weird. Like I don't think I, it would make that big of a deal. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think so. But if you look at the overall numbers, which you have in front of you, in general, the market is still crazy. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this is the the breakdown for April, month to month and year to date. Uh, all MLS areas, which for the most part is Jefferson, Oldham, and Bullet. We were talking about a couple of these numbers before we came on. Uh, home sold April 2018, 1569 to this year. 1406 so it's down it says 10.39% and even just the month of April or that was just the month of April year to date 5182 at this point of 2018 and this year it's 4812 so down 7.14% so the closings are still down but the price i mean it's almost identical it's it's up 0.97% so i mean 222 yeah, 437 and and there are there are certain market segments where the price has declined since last year. Jefferson County. Yep. Jefferson County is down uh, April of 2018 to April of 2019. The home sold is 8.26 down, but then the price is down 3.19%. So, I mean, uh, just like I said, just the month of April, the year to date, it's it's up like 3%. But let's see. Um, let's see. Oldham County. Was Oldham County down in March, too? Do you remember? 
I don't remember. One of them right was now. down. Yeah. I, I forget. I, I don't know if it was Oldham County or not, but uh, anyways, Oldham County, <laughs> April of 2018, 96, home sold. April of 2019, 76. It's down 20.83%. I know, just, just for one month. Year to date, it's down 2.82. So, I mean, bullets, the same thing. Uh, well, not exactly the same, but uh, 103 homes sold of, of 2018, 96 this year. So, it's down 6.8%. And prices, like you were saying, prices reflect it too. Uh, average sales price in Bullock County is down 4.25%. For the year, for the month of April, and down in the whole year, three point zero one percent. So, I don't know how to explain that. Um, well, it it it's a mixed bag right now, really, you know. And you know, for the past two years plus, it has been a firm seller's market, and my experience in the market day to day reflects that too. However, people for the past year or more have been talking about this shift coming. They've been, yeah, at least for a year. Yeah. Hey, the, it's coming. It's coming. And th- and this is a national trend. You know, we're we're on some groups online that, and we discuss the market nationally and in local areas. And everybody's been predicting this. It, it, is it coming? Who knows? If, if we knew based on the numbers what was happening exactly, then, you know, I'd be sitting down in, on an island somewhere if I could could know what the market was going to do. Sure. Yeah. They, they said on the radio, uh, I was listening earlier that home sales are or new constructions back up. They said in first time home buyers, uh, on my way here, they said that. So I know real estate's always an indicator of the market as a whole. Uh, It's big. So, um, I don't know how exactly that ties into existing home sales. They didn't even mention that they were just talking about new construction, but, uh, I mean, is it here? Who knows? But I wonder if it's too, people aren't getting the bidding wars. Like, I mean, just because, I mean, the listings are down, you would think if there's less listings that there'd even be more of a price increase, but maybe people are just, maybe people are bowing out, out of the market. Finally. That's, that's, that's what I was getting ready to say. Maybe, um, or maybe people are just overpricing the shit out of their homes. Right. <laughs> and, and that is possible. Um, I have a closing today, actually, on a listing. Oh, yeah, I forgot. That's yeah. why we were talking about I'm over here in my T-shirt and flip-flops and you're dressed. Yeah, up. that's why I'm, I'm snazzy today. I've got a closing and it's on a listing. And I pushed that price not beyond what I thought it should be, but we maxed out what we thought we should get. And we had multiple offers at that high price. And they were both good offers. We went with one of them. The The deal has been super smooth and it appraised and everyone's happy. And especially my sellers, they're getting top dollar for their, for their house. That was going to be my guess was if it, or my question is if it appraised or not. It sure did. That's the only issue I think people are running into when you, I mean, when I do CMAs, if I see the low end, the medium and the high, I tell people, I'm like, just because this is the high end, we can still go above that and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, it's just... That's just because of the way the market is. But then the pro- the only problem you run into is like a bidding war is if you list it for a hundred and it sells for one fifty and it appraises for one oh five. Well now That's you're right. in, now you're in trouble. So if you <laughs> if you live in J Town, you're welcome. Your property value just increased because of what That's we what did. it does. It makes everybody, every yep. other person if it, as long as it appraises, 
everybody around there, their house value just went up just a little bit. And it don't take long for a word to spread. That's right. And then we had, we, we had two listings come up in our neighborhood. But uh, when people start hearing about what houses are bringing, uh, and especially now, because you said we've been talking about for a year, if the market's going to cool off, well, now you're playing with fire, trying to get that max, max dollar. And what if it bottoms out or it stops? And then now you're getting less than what you thought you should have. But yep. anyways, that's conversations that people should be having Yeah. now. And, um, while we're on the topic of this competitive buyer's market, I read an article this week. And I think you may have read the same article, and it was about personal buyer letters. Whether they work or not. Right. That's, what I, that's the one I read. I don't know if you read the same exact one. Or yes, I did. But they, they can backfire sometimes. Yes. Yeah. If, if you don't know what we're talking about, sometimes there's multiple offers on a house, and a buyer will say, hey, we're going to write the seller a personal letter. Done and, it. I've done it. Yeah. And we're going to explain why the house would, why we're the perfect family for the house, and you should pick ours. And this article that we read... It said that might not be the best thing, and I've got a great story that backs that up. Go for it. Okay. Uh, sold a listing of a friend of mine, and we priced it competitively, but it wasn't, we didn't push it. It wasn't super high. It was a very affordable house. So we had, in one day, we had 15 showings. Good Lord. It was ridiculous. My phone would not stop that day. And you're the hero. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, we had 15 showings. We ended up having five offers that night. So we went to sit down and review all, all the offers. We were going to obviously pick the best one. The first offer we got gave us this really short closing t- or uh, time to respond. And it came with a personal buyer letter. And the personal buyer letter, my friend who was my client, looked at it and said, next. Damn. Yep. He cold. It was cold. cold. He was almost offended because to him, it's a business transaction. They're moving. He wants the most money for his house. Why on earth would he take less than what he can get? Because somebody would be the perfect person to live in his house. They were tugging on his heartstrings, man. We're just trying to get him find that soft spot. I guess he don't have one. He doesn't. He doesn't. (laughs) So keep going. All right. So yeah, shout out, shout out to Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) It, uh, it was it was almost surprising to me because because he is not a heart a cold hearted guy he's a good guy and he just said that you know the emotional appeal in this in this uh, transaction doesn't do anything for me. Well, that's our job when we are listing or working on the buy side is to remove all the emotion. Yeah, and like this is one hundred percent business. Yeah. I always tell people as a seller, I'm like, you're trying to get top dollar for the least amount of effort and put any more money to it. And the buyer is trying to get at you for the bottom dollar and make you fix every single thing that's wrong with this house. So when they get offended over a repair request or an offer, I'm like, dude, remove all the emotion. Look at the numbers. That's, I mean, that's what you try to do. I mean, that's almost a a job description for a real estate agent is remove emotion from the transaction. And this same deal, the offer we ended up going with was a, a very good offer, very competitive offer. Although throughout the course of the entire transaction, there is no possible way that it would have gotten done without me because it was a very emotional thing. Emotions end up getting added to it usually. And that's why you have separate closings. We've talked about no matter what happens, uh, we can try to do everything we can and emotions still I've had separate closings. I've had closings where people look at each other across the table, not wearing words said. So we can't, 
we can only do so much. That's right. <laughs> so, um, but so that's what the article, I mean, you're, you're playing right into what the article said, but then I've also done the exact opposite and I've written letters before and they've worked. Uh, I'll, I'll leave names out of it, but yeah, we, we wrote a, an article or an article, uh, a letter. And I think there were three or four offers and they ended up saying that one of the bigger reasons they were all great offers, all real similar, you know, closing costs, all that stuff. And they said in the end, it came down to this email that I had wrote up and written up uh, and then put it all together. And uh, they said that was one of the bigger factors because they knew who was getting the home was a family, blah, 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 all that good stuff. So, okay. So like the numbers, <laughs> inconclusive is the, right. I mean, is how do you, upshot. it's, I mean, I've seen letters, I've seen sellers put letters on there you know we've we've lived in this house for 20 years blah you know all that stuff so yeah i've seen them leave it on the kitchen table and and tell you about all the stuff that's went all the stuff they've done to it so i mean at the end of the day i don't know it's personal preference i guess i mean if your buyer tells you they want to write a letter there's nothing you can do but write no you you should you should still do it but but on our end the numbers maybe yeah approach it with caution i mean you know selling and buying a house is inherently emotional because you know that you don't think about you've got your kid's size chart on the crown or on the molding of the door frame you know it's it's more than than just a removing the emotions easier said than done so to write the letter or to not write the letter that is the question yep (laughs) all right well um glad we talked about the the letter whether it's a good idea or a bad idea well let's jump into the your project that you've been kind of quietly working on yeah i started a pretty cool project um i am aiming to document the highlights of all of the neighborhoods of louisville it is a big undertaking i just started it took some planning if you go to pinterest.com slash realtor you can see the beginnings of it. I've got J-Town up, Oklahoma's next, and I'm going to go over the entire city everywhere, and we're going to highlight it. I'm, my plan is to add some videos with some descriptions about what's going in there. So if somebody wants to move from Louisville from out of town, and this does happen quite often, they say, I don't really know. I just want to be somewhere that's safe and nice. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, okay, we'll get on this board and check out what everywhere has to offer. And you have a fairly extensive list, don't you? <laughs> the list is big. There are two or three pages of a list of neighborhoods. I started with J-Town, and I'll tell you the reason I started in J-Town is because when I was starting the project, I had lunch with some buddies in J-Town, and I said, well, here we are. I was going to ask where where you were going with this. Like, is it just random? Like, just head out and start taking pictures? or Kind of. <laughs> um, I... I look up some information like J-Town. I don't live there, but I'm there enough that I know enough about it. I've got friends that live in J-Town. I go through there a bunch. There's a lot going on in J-Town. And that's a hot area. So to be your number one, that's that's a pretty good choice. Yeah. (laughs) And then Oklahoma's next. Uh, I have taken pictures there. Um, There's a lot of really cool things in Oklahoma to see. And the plan is I'm going to put those up here. And then further than that, through the uh, Smith & Wilson Realty blog, I'm going to link to that and kind of describe some of the neighborhoods. And this is going to be an ongoing series. This will probably take you, you could probably do this forever. Just yeah. keep ta- Every time somebody builds a new restaurant or some new attraction, you can go take pictures and write. So this will probably be fluid. I imagine like you can go on. I mean, if you have three pages of every 
because it's not really like city, is it? It's like just community or well, town it, or... Well, the funny thing about Louisville is the history of incorporation because there are six class cities such as Wellington and that has a mayor and and etc it's its own government it's still located within within Louisville metro right but then you've got somewhere such as Oklahoma Oklahoma is more of an area and a neighborhood you have places that had their own government pre-merger and they retained their sovereignty and you've got places that didn't so it's it's more it's a kind of a rabbit hole it could be a whole discussion about what's what is it a neighborhood a city or an area sounds just stereotypical of Louisville, nice and confusing uh, yeah. who's who's what <laughs> yeah really what it just matters it just matters what high school you went to when you meet somebody <laughs> right no, shit. <laughs> All right. Well, that's cool. Um, hopefully you, I mean, I guess we'll just follow along as you, because you can tell everybody whenever you do another city or two or town or whatever, you can add it to it and we can check it out. Or yeah. you can link to it on our Facebook too. Yeah. And I'll ask for, uh, I'll ask our viewers and listeners for um, highlights. You know, what, what do you like about have you? Or if you miss something in J-Town, like, yeah. you know, somebody might, you know, you might've totally missed something and, and 10 people tell you, go check this out and then you can just go. Add it, yeah. edit, edit it, whatever. Yeah, I can. Really, the only restriction on this is time. Um, I had and weather uh, and weather. True. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, but this is something I could dedicate hours and hours upon hours to. Um, I'm just going to fit it in as I can. Sure. Yeah, you can do hours or days or or weeks or. It's a cool project. It just seems extensive. So I wish you the best of luck. Man. Well, thank you. <laughs> it's. Luck. I like photography. I like uh, cities. That's cool. Yeah, it's real and, estate. It's all. It's all my interests kind of combined. And I wonder if um, what was that site we used for all the the photography? If you can kind of link to that, what was it, Canva or whatever, to where um, you, people can borrow it, but it's yours and pay you for it and all that stuff like that. I don't, I don't know. Well, Can- Canva is a design site. Uh, well, oh. stay tuned. We'll figure out what that site is. We'll post it later. I'll say, I can't think of it. All right. Well, um, well, that's cool. I want to make sure we talked about that. Like I said, we, we had it on our ticket here um, to see how that goes. And then we also, like I said, we talked talked about it a little bit, but Tom May, we went down there and recorded that podcast. That was two weeks ago, I guess, or yeah. no, it was on that Monday. So two and a half weeks ago. Yeah. And and that was super fun. Tom was great. Uh, we're grateful for him to come on the pod with us. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. He had a lot on his plate. So I, like I told him, I'm, I'm glad he didn't bail on us or cancel or postpone us. I mean, at least he he gave us the time and, yeah. and knocked it out. So he's um, a he's a busy man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, since then, derbies happened. Derby definitely happened. And uh, I know it's more of a bigger topic here, but I think this one, this derby. I'm pretty sure maybe the entire world has yeah, this had is the, the most controversial <laughs> derby I know of. Do you win any money? Well, no. Okay. Uh, I have a long history of not being able to pick a derby winner, and I had three bets this year. One of them was the seven horse to win. So I had the first horse that crossed the finish line this year for the first time in a long time. Well, I imagine a lot of people had that horse because he was a favorite, but did you You didn't have that country house? <laughs> I sure didn't. Now, I have a friend who had both, and because of, because of the odds on the 20 horse, she walked away with a lot of money from the track. My brother won, I think, 500 bucks, maybe. My mom won 
two or three hundred bucks. Dalton's girlfriend, Sean, she uh, she kept trying to talk me into putting some money. I should have threw two dollars. I think I told you it couldn't have hurt to put two dollars across the board. I know but someone the, who did that. Really? And because of the odds of the horse that paid off, it it made money. That's what I'm saying. Like yep. she was like, you know, country house, and I, you know, uh, I didn't. I, all, the way you make, I should have thrown it like into something exotic, like the twenty, and I don't even know who came in third but uh you know put it all into something but i completely skipped over it and uh wish i'd wish i at least put two dollars across the board yep doesn't matter i mean you got people that are fighting out there over whether or not you let the their argument is because he was the best horse on the track i guess you're supposed to let him do whatever he wants because he was the favorite yeah that's the thing (laughs) I, i am not a racing expert so i'm like i defer to the people that know all the rules yeah like if you're not within the rules, you don't get to win. Well, they ended up suspending that jockey for like 15 days, I guess, or whatever. Yep. I guess that's probably par for the course. I bet if somebody makes a major infraction, like that's the whole point is to keep it safe. So if, if they found him guilty of that, then it probably comes with the suspension. Uh, I don't know if 15 days is normal or I, I have no idea. But, Who knows? Uh, but I know that they filed now in federal court as of yesterday. They're They're taking it to a federal court appeals. Wow. Well, what I, what I thought telling was as soon as the jockey had the camera in his face after he won quote unquote, he's, he was already saying, Oh, the horse got spooked. Uh-huh. And so he was trying to get ahead of the narrative. As soon as they crossed the line, I saw that, that there was the, uh, um, inquiry. And so anytime that post, you, you know, I told everybody, I, like, I didn't know what it was. I, I didn't know who it was against her, but as soon as they crossed, you know, one minute later or so it popped up, said inquiry. I'm like, well, everybody hold on. Cause somebody's looking at something. And then they went back and showed that I think he went five lanes wide or whatever. And, and I think the original inquiry was against a different horse. And then they, just well, found it, it wasn't country house that the made one. the entry, right? That's what it was. The it was, inquiry. It was a different horse. Because the winner that yeah. was not the horse that was impeded. Right, right. But you have to look at it like, well, the horse that was impeded may actually have had a better finish. So, I mean, he he did what he did. So, I mean, you can yeah. argue. That's Like I said, the, the funniest argument has been, well, he, he that was the best horse on the track. You know, you can't DQ him like, so you just let him do what he wants, I guess, like just yeah. to hell with it. You know? So take that, take that all the way. So now LeBron doesn't have to dribble anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's, he's not traveling. It. He's the best player on the court. Exactly. So I, you know, I, you can you can look at that however you want. We, I was listening to the radio call-ins, and one guy would call in one hundred percent. He should have been DQ'd. Well, and then the very next phone call was, "How could you ever DQ that horse?" Blah blah. blah. You know, and both of them were just as adamant, just as pissed off. Right. Just, you know, so I mean, the ruling is. I just wonder how much money. I haven't quite heard the the dollar figure that's flip flop from the the favorite to the long shot. What that dollar amount changed. So yeah, it had to be a lot. But uh, all right. Well, other than the the Derby. What else do we do? Well, we did something cool this past week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malachi and I on Wednesday went and saw Tool at the Yum Center. What? I can't. I can't hear you. I went to a Tool concert the other day. <laughs> yeah, really. I, I, I still can't hear. <laughs> yeah, that music was uh, something else. <laughs> yeah. So for me, uh, I got into Tool when I was in high school back in ninety three, ninety four, and they've been one of my favorites my whole life. Now, of course they haven't released new music for a long time now, but it was, it was awesome. It blew my mind when he said that he was, he just turned 
55 and yeah. the drummer just turned 60. Yep. That's when I took a double I was a double check. I'm like, 60? I guess I'm, I'm not old. I mean, I'm, I don't feel that old. But yeah. when, my, when my bands are turning 60 years old, I feel like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and their drummer, Danny Carey, is exceptional. And he's amazing. He did that. I don't even know what you call that. I guess that's a solo with all kinds of other... With some synth stuff. Stuff was... thrown in there. I found myself, I mean, you even talked about the the uh, the show, the videos that they play during their... I, I found myself sometimes not even paying attention to what he was saying. And just often at days, like, what the hell am I looking at here? Like, dude, what, what is that? What is Like, you know, I just completely would punch out on the song. Yeah. Just, I, you know, I stopped head bobbing and I'm just... Oh, wow. That's, you know, like, I don't even know what we were watching there. It's sort of a face, but it has teeth and night. I don't know. It was bizarre. <laughs> the The guy that does their uh, animatronics and stuff should make a movie. The guitar player produces all that stuff. Or directs does he? It. He directs it. Yeah, I didn't know that. He uh, Before he was in Tool, he worked in Hollywood as a special effects guy. Because he done all, like, because if you go on YouTube, their video, all of them yeah. have the same theme. They're all very yes. different. Uh, so he, has he done all of those two? Yes. Is it claymation? Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't actually know. I have no idea. Uh, I know it's just, and every one had had its own theme. Yep. That was totally different, but yep. totally bizarre in its own right. Yeah. Um, those two songs they played. Um, the new ones. Yeah, they're each fifteen to twenty minutes long. So I'm interested to see how long the actual. I mean, you were talking. They don't do. Apple, I guess, or what any type of... Yeah, they're not on any streaming service. Although, uh, since a new album is due out, we know now in August, uh, I've been on some um, social media stuff like Reddit, looking around, and um, evidently there has been some action on maybe Spotify where they've registered some stuff now, so everyone's real hopeful that that they're going to that, because the last time they put something out was 2006, and that was still prime CD time. Yeah, uh, you can't release anything on cd now not if you want people to listen to it so no. and i'm i imagine it uh, it all has to do with contracts money i mean that's the only thing i can think of I mean, yeah it does that's why a lot of like we talked about it before the the garth brooks uh, a bunch of them haven't got on apple and the pe- the amount of people that are involved for one record to be released I imagine you have to take care of every single person along the way otherwise yeah. you can't do it because they'll come back and sue you from a contract they cut in 95. Yep. So um, that's probably, and trying to get that many people on board happy with whatever you sign off on. I can't eat. Bands alone have their own issues just with recording. That's why they haven't came out with a record yeah, in 25 well, that, years. That, they were also involved in some lawsuit stuff with uh, Tool. With, yeah, with, with rights to music and different stuff was one reason that they took a long time. And I will say this. Um, I have to to tell Maynard. I know he's listening right now. For sure. Yeah, he's listening. What's yeah. up? Yeah. Um, while I was on Reddit going through some stuff, I stumbled upon a recording of the show from the night before ours, and it's pretty good quality too. Where was that? At? That was in uh, Birmingham. Yeah, I think so. I think that lineup, whether the towns are going to, is just yeah, that's bizarre like, too. Like these weird Midwestern towns, which. Hampton? You know, I don't even know where Hampton yeah, is. They're not hitting New York, L.A., but they're in Louisville. And to push a CD, that's usually what people go on tours for, is to you know, let everybody know, we've we got a new album coming out. Go buy it. You think you would go to 
the biggest t- cities you could go to. You would think, but but I'm grateful that they came to to where oh, I am. Hell yeah! Well, I thought we were a stopover again because it was a Wednesday, and Louisville tends to be the Wednesday or Thursday on their way to Cincy or Indy or whatever. Right. But that, and then I looked at the show and I'm like, they came here on purpose. So yeah, <laughs> that was cool. Um, and then he let us. Oh yeah, uh, no cameras, no phones for the entire show. Um, until the last song, which um, security was was strict about that too. It wasn't like just a sign, and people did they didn't have their phones out, and people that did had had an issue. They were escorted out. From reading what it was, so it was the drummer's birthday, and he said, "Okay, as a birthday present for the last song, you all can have your phones." And from what I've read, that's not a standard thing. Really? I was going to ask you if he did that for every show, like the last song, everybody gets it. I can't confirm for sure, but what I've read so far is people were surprised that they did that. Damn. All right. Well, when he started saying, you guys have been such a great, I was like, here we go. Like, yeah, it's just us, but maybe it was. That was cool. I'm glad we did because I took a couple blurry pictures and some cool video i guess and put it on facebook well like we said that's free advertisement yeah if fifteen thousand people check in and do hashtag tool and all i mean and it goes all over um twitter and whatever instagram all that stuff that's just free public just everybody's out there and not a lot of people didn't even know they were coming to town until after i well, put stuff on facebook to me tool is kind of a niche thing yeah that's and true. um it's kind of it's almost like dad rock now that's sad Hopefully yeah. this new stuff. It sounded like the old stuff, so who knows? Hope hopefully the new stuff. Uh speaking of dads, what about moms? What'd you do for Mother's Day? Well, um I celebrated Mother's Day on Sunday with my wife. And uh she travels a lot now, so we kinda make make uh the time that we're together on the weekends and stuff uh worth it. And uh, she doesn't travel every week, but so uh, I've also did some stuff to honor my other mothers in my life, and it's been really good. It, it's kind of made the week full, and we had flowers, and there's been meals and and lots of stuff, and it was fun. What about you? We started on Friday. We went to Mike Lennings for Cindy's and uh, Rodney. We all, we all went out there, the whole family, uh, which holidays out there are always chaos but uh food was good and to be that crowded they always do awesome like the food everything was killer so uh because we had we wanted to sit inside because friday was chilly but uh and then sunday you know we we made the trips uh to shauna's house and rolled all around and hung out with her but we did a brunch at uh selena's that's what it was selena's we went out there that place is killer they book you like either at ten thirty, eleven thirty, or twelve thirty. Like when you call, they, oh. they you pick a slot, and when you show up, they park everybody. Like they get out in the parking lot and they park you whatever. And they do a a buffet, but it's like it's not like a normal buffet, which they kind of have a Cajun. Have you ever ate, ate up there? Oh, their food's killer. Anyway, just anyways, but um, it has like a Cajun theme to it. Like um, I'm trying to think uh, that you could get shrimp with your eggs, which was kind of bizarre, but they had a a um gosh i can't think of what it's called but two different lines going and all that good stuff to where as soon as you sit down you get your drinks you load up and we were literally i don't know how they timed it like that but 
at 11:30 we were leaving and this wave everybody was walking in the parking lots and i guess the next wave was walking in but uh it was man it was good i love that place but yeah that's what that's what we did they obviously know what they're doing there they've done it a time or two so yeah uh no it was great the weather was the weather was killer so um but yeah we had a good time yeah so nice yep so uh let's see what else we got here the website yep yeah, I'm uh, hopefully one of our podcasters out there listening to this that maybe designs websites. But uh, I found a website company online. Like, I'm wanting, I have one and mm-hmm. it's okay. I mean, it has the IDX, it's the one that the National Association of Realtors, you know, they kind of provide you with one. It has a search feature and it's basic pictures, all that good stuff. I You have the beefed up one. Don't it, you? Yeah, it's, it's um, it's a little bit beefed up, but it's got it's got search and and blogs and all kinds of stuff, and I and I do check it and keep up on it too. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. It's also it's neilcoxrealtor dot com. Oh yeah, mine's Hadley dash real estate dot com. I don't even think about that, but yeah, um, it's okay. But I wanted like a a kick ass, like just I want to compete with the big dogs, like. And so finally, I called this company. And told him just the basics of what I wanted, an IDX integration, um, a blog feature where I can tie in my WordPress blog feature into that. And then I have a map that I want to use, but he just kind of suggested the general interactive Google Maps where he can bring that in the back way or whatever. Um, And he quoted me at $25,000. So that was a little bit more than I was looking to spend. Did. Did you say twenty five hundred dollars? I didn't. No, not not <laughs> not twenty five hundred dollars. I said twenty five thousand uh, dollars. Uh, get. goodness! But you know, he said we could break it up. I could do half now. You know, twelve five right now, and then in thirty or ninety more days, I can do the other quarter. Well, that's, and that's then, nice of him. Yeah. So, um, just break up the twenty five grand over a three three month period. But uh, so essentially, if anyone's listening and you design websites and can do some pretty beefy stuff, reach out to Malachi because he's, yeah, he's I'm willing to spend a little like, no, yeah. I, I mean, I knew I was going to spend I'm, I'm comfortable with spending but yeah. twenty five thousand dollars for a website. It's just a little above what I was looking to spend, yeah. uh, especially because right now it's free. And like I said, uh, you get what you pay for. So, I mean, my, the site's OK. I just wanted uh, a beefed up version of it but uh yeah so if anybody out there is uh listening that does things for a little bit less than that reach out to me and uh we can start a conversation but uh yeah that was my freaky uh oh yeah and then he had he's like so would you like me to put together a, a a an official bid for you and i was like man you can if you want but i don't know if you really want to waste your time or yeah <laughs> but, yeah so that uh that's my twenty five thousand dollar and he, i think he dummied it down he was like man we could probably get you down to around 20 or so i was like uh i'll maybe i'll call you back you know? i'll yeah. let you know. i'll let you you know so uh yeah um but let's see Speak, speaking speaking i want to talk about current events here uh i know you're not the biggest into golf I wanted to touch on that. I have the the live, the uh, the PGA Championships going on right now. I know we talked about the Masters what two shows ago, yeah. And I think I said back then they've broken up for like the next five, four or five months. Every month there's a major. Where used to you'd have a month or two, like two month gap, and then they throw them all at the end. Well now you get you get one every month. So this month, like I said, uh, let's see, Brooks Kepka. 
he's always uh, he's leading right now six under through fourteen. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood's tied for third, but the, I think Tiger earlier he was like two over after like four holes or so. So he's not. I'm trying. But to I find thought Tiger was back. Yeah. Well, it comes in waves. Let's see. Uh, looking to heat up. I can't even find him on the leaderboard. That's not good, uh, especially when you have guys that are six under. Well, I can't even find him. But yeah, that's going on right now. So um, if I ever track down our boy Justin Thomas, he he set this yep. one out. Did you hear that on the news? No, I didn't. Yeah, he has a uh, a wrist injury or whatever. So he he set this out. Yeah, I'm done looking. I can't even find Tiger. Man, that's not good, is it? Well, no. anyways, yeah, so that's going on. Uh, I forget where they're playing. Uh, Beth Page Black. So that's a kick-ass course. So all the golfers out there, by the time they listen to this, it'll probably be s- Saturday maybe. But, yeah. Yeah, that's going on right now. So um, and another little tie-in we talked about, I don't know if anybody heard on the news, they're building, it was either three or 400 units. I think it was 300 units down here by the – Oxmore Mall. Mm-hmm. So they had the people on the news that were um, the anti, or what they call them. They were anti that golf, the top golf. The top golf, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but they're all for this because this is going to bring dollars, which is I mean, this rentals? Yeah, it's apartment complexes. Uh-huh. It's either three or four hundred. I think it's called Upton Woods. That's mm-hmm. what I, I, I jotted down. I think they called it Upton Woods. It's supposed to open next year this time like a year from now so um three to four hundred units uh i think they broke ground on it already but they you know it's right in the parking lot where they were going to or i guess they are or were going to be putting the um top golf so it cracks me up the people that are anti one thing but in the exact same 50 yards from something well you know, I think with a lot of situation, it comes down to, to personal pocketbooks. Oh, I guarantee you that. That's what it, yeah. it's usually what it boils down to. Yeah, <laughs> that's anything. what a lot of stuff boils down to. <laughs> yeah, not just the top golf, but yeah, the uh, you, what do they always say? Follow the dollars with yeah. with any decision. It's it's always about that. But yeah, um, so that's cool, and that might even I guess you're you're too far from it, but uh, they're supposed to be high end. You know, I mean, I know we're tying back into real estate, but uh, they're supposed to be nice, which I'm sure you put something. That's a that's prime real estate right there. Yeah, it is. Right there by the, the malls and everything. Now, imagine renting an apartment and then going downstairs and walking across the parking lot to Top Golf. That would be badass. I know. <laughs> I, I thought Top Golf would have been good there. Yep. Uh, and, and I actually don't know what the current state of the. I don't either. Is. They it kind of went away for a little bit. Like it was all over every news channel. Now, I uh, thought it was approved, and then they were fighting it with some attorneys or something. Who knows? Uh, I don't know if the, the current status of it either. Maybe that would be something to look into for the next show. They'll probably just slide it right through. But Because, uh, again, that's a lot of dollar signs. Yep. But And I want to – have you ever gone? No, I've never been to one. Me either. Uh, our closest is, what, Nashville and Indy and yeah, does Cincinnati would, have I one probably? Go. Does Cincinnati have one? I'm not sure. I know in their promotions, uh, everybody looks like they're having a great time. So I'm, I'm game. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll go right now. Yeah. Here, all just right. a minute. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, yeah, the Bardstown farmer's market, I'm going to be out there. What is today? Today is Thursday. Thursday. So I'll be out there Friday or no, no, no Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, 
out of my 240 original plants that I started with, my tomato plants, well, I had tomatoes, peppers, all that good stuff. Out of 240, you know, I think I did I show you the pictures where the wind destroyed? Yes. I had 29 that were going to make it, like that I was able to salvage. And now I think I'm down to about 20 oh. that, that made it. And that now they're foot and a half, two foot tall. So they're, they're ready. Um, but the only thing is I only have like, I, I had like 15 different varieties. Now I think I have like two, oh. two different kinds. So, uh, Whatever I have left over, that's what I'm gonna end up selling out there. We're gonna I'm gonna keep three or four of each, and then sell the rest of them out there just to at least go through. I've already done all the work. Like I, I, I got all the permits. I've done everything. So even if I only have like ten to sell, I'm at least gonna take them out there and set up and see how that goes. But uh, yeah, I'll be out there Saturday. So I'll next show, I'll be able to say how yeah. it went because i think the weather's supposed to be killer saturday so uh, i think it's supposed to be like 90 yeah so um that's where i'll be this saturday but uh yeah um i think that's about it um you have anything you, the you want to no up? let's uh let's wrap this one up and um we we all got to uh we got to go kill it business is popping and we got to go get stuff done today so yeah. Um, Haste makes waste. That's right. So unless you have anything to add. I don't think so. I think that's it for me, man. All right. Well, thanks again for everybody for listening to this episode of Talk About Town. We'll talk to you next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to Talk About Town. Don't forget to like and follow us on social media. Our music was composed by Andrew Codeman. Make sure to join us next time. Malachi Hadley and Neil Cox are realtors with Smith & Wilson Realty.